Hello everyone and welcome to the show. Tonight we're going to be discussing about the uh, Trump Organization and the uh, many chances of possibly maybe Trump going to to uh, federal penitentiary. Um, it's all going to stem down to uh, what this Alan Wesselberg says. Uh, they say um, prosecutors are using Wesselberg to catch bigger fish. There aren't many of them. They include Eric Eric Don Jr. and former President Donald Trump. Now, I don't know if you can include Ivanka in this or not. And um, But anyways, I guess today they had, well, yesterday, they had uh, got 15 counts of tax fraud against the Trump Organization and Weiselberg, uh, Alan Weiselberg, and I guess each count or something will, uh, each count could be totaled, I get I think like two or three years imprisonment. So they said he could go to uh, federal penitentiary for a very long time. And I think what it's going to happen is a lot of people think that um, he's going to be, uh, <clears throat> he's going to be, uh, uh, stay loyal to Trump. I think he'll end up turning his back on Trump because like I said on last night's show, he's not want to go to jail. He's 70 some years old. He's going to want to spend his, you know, his retirement down on the beach in, in Florida possibly, or wherever the case may be is he's going to want to spend time with his family. He's not going to want to be in no jail. cell. uh, it goes, what if Alan Weiselberg doesn't flip? That's a question prosecutors in Manhattan likely have already asked themselves before filing Thursday's charges against the Trump Organization and its chief financial officer alleging 15 counts of tax fraud. Now, I guess they're also investigating the head of security that has been with uh, the Trump Organization for quite some time. But like I said, this all stems from Trump. It's his business. He, he, well, his father started this business. He took over from his father. But it all stems from who's ever in charge, basically. And I think these guys are definitely going to squeal. They're not going to want to spend no time in, in the federal pen. There's no way. Goes on to say flipping defendants means pursuing them to switch from the defense to the prosecution team by cooperating against their criminal uh, associates in exchange prosecutors promise some benefits such as an agreement not to charge them to charge them with a lesser crime than the full scope of their misconduct or to recommend a reduction in their sentence well you know what I, I blame this on Trump because it all goes through him everything's got to go through him it doesn't matter what weiselberg told him no we can't do that or we can't do this it all stems from the owner whoever owns the business you know he's the one who says okay this is going to be bought this is going to be sold you know and and so on and so on so you know what is this guy supposed to do say hey I'm not going to I'm not going to do this because this is wrong. No, he knows it's wrong and Trump knows it's wrong. But the but the point is 
you know, it, it's basically like this. You work for somebody. What are you going to do? Tell them some, somebody, your boss goes, go clean the bathroom. What are you going to do? Tell them, oh, I'm not going to do, go do that because the toilet's too runny or too messy or whatever the case may be. No, you're going to go clean it because that's what your job is. That's what you get paid to do. You know, it, it doesn't, I just use that example. You know, you're going to do what your boss tells you to do. I mean, it's it's just plain and simple. You're not going to, uh, you know, unless you're, you know, you just don't care and you're going to find another job anyways. Um, it goes on, flipping defendants is a common strategy in criminal prosecution. That's because the criminal's associates are the people best positioned to know details about the facts of his crimes. Even a case based largely on documents such as a tax case often requires a narrator to help connect the dots. An insider who cooperates can help put the pieces together in a way that is understandable to a jury. Now, see, this is what uh, this is what they were saying earlier today. Well, yesterday they were saying that they're going to try to use him to uh, so they can indict Trump. They're going to use this guy so they can, you know, get the charges and put them on Trump. So they're going to put Trump in prison. And I'm saying it could still possibly happen. I mean, I know he wasn't, you know, he wasn't charged with this one. But um, it's coming. There's more. There's going to be more charges. I can almost guarantee it. This this ain't this ain't the end. Especially if this business has been doing this for, you know, thirty years or longer. There there's, you know, and it's all going to come out in the woodwork. It's all going to come out in the woodwork. Um, typically, prosecutors use lower level uh, members of a criminal organization to cooperate against bigger fish. Whose conduct is more uh, at the Trump organization? There are very few people on the organ organizational organiz ugh, organizational uh, chart who are above Weiselberg. They include Eric Trump, Donald Trump Jr., and Trump himself. This can be particularly valuable in a white collar prosecution in those cases often the issue isn't what happened but whether the conduct was done for an improper purpose an innocent mistake on a tax return may be subject may uh, may subject the taxpayer to civil fines penalties or back taxes but not criminal charges an effort to invade taxes on the other hand may expose him to prison time Somebody who cooperates with them can testify about the substance of conversations with co-conspirators to help the prosecution establish whether acts to improperly reduce the tax bill were done willfully. Naming Weiselberg as a defendant signals that prosecutors have been unsuccessful in pursuing him to flip so far. Sometimes a subject who, who declines to cooperate before charges are filed changes his mind once he sees his name on, a, on an indictment. Appearing in court where a judge sets conditions of bond that restrict one's liberty can serve as a wake-up call. 
Now you know the thing about it is I didn't see Trump down at that ca- uh, down at that um, at that court hearing. He wasn't even there. He wasn't even there. You think he would want to be there, try to protect his protect his workers? You know. For example, the Trump campaign's deputy chairman Rick Gates initially refused to cooperate and was named as a co-defendant along with Paul Manafort in a federal indictment in 2017 but flipped shortly thereafter and testified at Manafort's trial in exchange for a recommendation for a reduction in his sentence. He ended up serving a sentence of just 45 days in prison for for his role in various fraud and tax crimes. Manafort, on the other hand, was convicted based in part on Gates' testimony and was sentenced to more than seven years in prison before he was pardoned by then-President Donald Trump. And you know what? This is what I'm thinking, too. If if he doesn't speak against Trump and he doesn't go to the uh, prosecution side, you know what I think he's going to do? I'm thinking he's thinking Trump is going to get reelected as president and then he's going to pardon him so he can get out. Now, just suppose just suppose uh, Trump doesn't get reelected as president. So where does that keep you? Oh, it keeps you in federal in federal in the federal pen. You have no way of getting out of prison. You know, you'll just have to serve your 15 years. By then, you'll probably be dead anyways. You'll die of old age in prison. Goes on to say, Weiselberg makes for an ideal uh, cooperator. He has served in the Trump organization since 1973, back in the days when it was run by Fred Trump the father of the former president, Weiselberg himself is charged with receiving some of the untaxed benefits. And so he likely knows who else is at the company was involved in the fraud. His role as chief financial officer gives him access to information about decisions regarding tax planning and how much and how many and how money is acquired and spent. This means that not only can he testify about tax crimes, he can also testify about other potential financial uh, crimes that are under investigation. Manhattan District Attorney Cyrus Vance has stated in court filings that his office is investigating the Trump Organization for bank and insurance fraud. In fact, Trump's uh, former lawyer, Michael Cohen, told Congress that Trump had a practice of manipulating the value of assets to his advantage, deflating their value for tax purposes and inflating their value for purposes of of obtaining loans. If so, those charges could expose additional Trump organizations' executives to prosecution and to more serious penalties than the tax charges carry. And I'm sure it's all going to come out. Just all matter of time. It's going to come out. In addition, prosecutors would would likely be willing to sacrifice the maximum sentence they could obtain against Weiselberg if he could provide testimony to prosecute higher-level Trump organization executives whose conduct is more serious. For example, a high-level corporate officer who was uh, directing Weiselberg or others to violate the law by making false representations for financial gain would be considered a higher value target. And I guess what this is saying is uh, 
that would be Trump or Trump Jr. or Don Jr. Well, what if Weiselberg doesn't flip? Prosecutors likely still have some additional indictments to offer him, such as promising to decline to file potential charges against his family members. The indictment makes reference to benefits to relatives of Weiselberg. Reports suggest Weiselberg's son, Barry, while he was an employee of the Trump Organization, lived rent-free in a New York apartment, a benefit for which he did not pay income taxes. Prosecutors will sometimes offer what is known as third-party cooperation. That is, one defendant cooperates and someone else receives the benefit. Alan Weiselberg could agree to cooperate in exchange for a promise from prosecutors to decline to charge Barry Weiselberg. Weiselberg may be willing to throw himself under the bus for Trump, but is he willing to throw his son under too? And if he's if he's dedicated to Trump, yeah, probably. Even if Weiselberg never flips, prosecutors could later compel his testimony. His legal jeopardy will expire when he is either convicted or acquitted. At that point, he has no right against self-incrimination because he can no longer be incriminated for matters that have already been tried. That means he could not assert his Fifth Amendment privilege to avoid testifying. Even if prosecutors wanted to question him about subjects beyond the scope of his current criminal case, for which he might still retain some exposure, and accordingly Fifth Amendment protection, they could immune, immune, uh, <laughs> they could uh, immunes, immunes, immunes him. <laughs> Under New York law, compelling a witness to testify requires transaction. Oh, come on. Some of these words, where do they get some of these words at with this? I don't, I don't get it. But anyways, they're talking about immunity, meaning that Weiselberg cannot be charged with any crimes he discussed in the process of providing information about the crimes of others. I really want to know where they get some of these words at. Whichever scenario plays out following Thursday's charges, prosecutors are one step closer to compelling Weiselberg's testimony and working their way up the chain to the top of the Trump organization it is a short chain that leads right to the former president. And like I said, it all stems from Mr. Uh, former President Donald Trump. That's where all this stems from. And when they find out, you know, when they investigate all this more, and I'm sure this isn't, ain't going to be the only thing left, this could take months or I don't think it'll take years, but it could take anywhere from days to months. Could It may take until maybe December of this year, maybe six months. But uh, like I said, that it all stems from him. You know, he's the one who, who gives who gives the okay for everything to be done and processed and, and all this other stuff. And he should be the one who's going to be paying the price for all this stuff. Anyways, I want to thank everybody for listening to to my podcast tonight. And everybody have a safe and wonderful evening and good night.